22nd chapter of the book of Luke, beginning verse 31, 31 and 32. This great verse has been on my mind. And uh, there is so much um, truth here to glean. So let's look another time at this word. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and you when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Some of the most thrilling and encouraging words in the Bible are found in verse 32. And I have prayed for you. Satan, uh, Simon Satan wants to get his hands on you. And he's going to turn you inside out. He's going to attack you, and He's going to harass you, but I have prayed for you. What a thrilling word. When you go down in the valley of the, of, of the shadow, remember, I've prayed for you. And when you experience despair in life, I have prayed for you. And when all your dreams come to nothing, I have prayed for you. And when... Those things you desire above everything else are denied you. I have prayed for you. And when somebody criticizes you and attacks your reputation, remember, I have prayed for you. I suppose one of the most thrilling discoveries that one can make is the discovery of our Lord's intercession. And one of the most encouraging things you will ever discover in the Bible is the high priest's intercession on your behalf. I have prayed for you. Occasionally, somebody will come up to me. It's usually just in the nick of time, just at the right time. When I'm really discouraged, I have a real struggle with depression, and they'll say to me, Pastor, I want you to know that we're holding you up in prayer. I can't tell you how much that means to me. I can't express to you how much good that does me when some saintly warrior prayer comes to me and says, I am praying for you. It's one thing for some saintly prayer warrior to tell you that. And that's a wonderful thing to know. Well, just think about this. Our Lord peering over the battlements of heaven Himself saying, I have prayed for you. That's got to be the most wonderful thing one could ever know. And so Hebrews 7.25 says, He is able to save forever those who draw near to God by Him because He always lives to pray for us. And that word to save forever, it's a save to the uttermost in the King James means to the utter extremity, to the backside of despair. He's able to save those to the uttermost because he's always praying for us. And so John says it in his epistle, These things I write to you that you sin not. But if anyone should sin, now what do you do? 
because everybody knows he's going to sin. Does it mean he's kicked out, he's cast away, he's lost? No, but if anyone should sin, we have an advocate with the Father, a heavenly lawyer who pleads our case, even Jesus Christ the righteous. What Jesus is saying to Simon is this. You're going to face some trouble and the bottom is going to fall out and you're going to have harassment like you've never known harassment. But don't worry about it. I'm in control. I have prayed for you. And the beautiful thing about this is that he said it before it ever happened. Now I want you to make this, some discoveries from this passage. So notice some things uh, additional to what we've already discussed. First, how personal and how individual it is. I have prayed for you singularly, he's saying. Now we've already made note of the fact that, that he's saying I, uh, Satan desires to have you, and it's in the plural, and he's talking about all the disciples collectively. But he turns to Simon and he says, I have prayed for you individually, Simon. I have prayed for you personally. Now why do you suppose that Jesus said that to Simon individually. We suggested a couple of weeks ago it was because Simon was such a strategic person. He was the leader of the disciples. As So goes Simon, so goes the disciples. But I think it's more, there's more to it than that. I think he's saying that to Simon because Simon needed it the most. Alexander McLaren has some sermons, a large volume of his sermons, this is what he says, listen. Note the discrimination of the intercession. He's desired to have you, that's plural. I have prayed for you, that's singular. The man that was in the greatest danger was the man nearest to Christ's heart and chiefly the object of Christ's intercession. So it is always. The tenderest of his words the sweetest of his consolations, the strongest of his succors, the most pleading and urgent of his petitions, the mightiest gifts of his grace are given to the weakest, the neediest, the men and women in the most sorrow and stress and peril, and they who want him most always have him nearest. The thicker the darkness, the brighter his light. The drearier our lives, the richer His presence. The more solitary we are, the larger the gifts of His companionship. Our need is the measure of His prayer. Isn't that wonderful? And so in the third chapter of the book of Joshua, God is getting ready to take His people across the Jordan. It's at flood tide. And they have the Ark of the Covenant with them, and everybody knows that the Ark of the Covenant is symbolical of the presence of Jesus. In the typology of the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant stands for and represents Jesus in nature and in action. He's the temporary, the Ark of the Covenant is the temporary dwelling place of God in the Old Testament, and Jesus is the temporary dwelling place of God in the New Testament. And so the Ark of the Covenant stands for Jesus. And they got ready to cross the Jordan. And God told the high priest, take the Ark of the Covenant out to the middle of the Jordan. In the most precarious place of all, 
in the most dangerous place they would ever find themselves. There was the ark, the, the presence of our Lord. Heretofore, they had had to travel 2,000 cubits behind the ark so everybody could see it. What are you going to find in the midst of your biggest trouble? What are you going to find in the most precarious place on earth to you? You're going to find our Lord. And they had to travel 2,000 cubits behind the ark so everybody could see the ark. They had to focus on it. But as they crossed the Jordan, they went right past the ark, right past the presence of our Lord. And as that great wall of water roared around them in that moment of most severe danger, they were the nearest then to our Lord they had ever been. Wherever you find yourself in these days ahead, wherever the most dangerous place on earth where you might find yourself, that's where you're going to be nearer to Him than ever before. Why did he pray for, for Peter individually? Because he needed it the most. Notice the second thing. When he prayed, he said, I've prayed for you, past tense. Now what is the significance of that? Well, the significance is that Jesus anticipated his need before the need. The principle of Scripture is that our Lord makes provision before the provision is ever needed. He, he, he prayed for him in an anticipation of his need. Before he was ever sifted, he prayed for him. Not long ago, I was praying for my family. And I was naming my children, and I was praying for them, and I was naming my wife, and I was praying for her. And in this calm spirit, voice of our Lord to my heart, he said, Gerald, I've already prayed for them. I've already prayed for them. And what he's telling Simon Peter is this, that wherever you go tomorrow, you'll find that our Lord has already preceded you in intercession. There's a marvelous little end. And he says to these women, go and tell the disciples and I need you to tell Simon Peter that I go before you into Galilee. What he was when Peter gets to Galilee, he'll find that I've already preceded him there. It's a property on this earth that he's not already preceded you in prayer about. Of his prayer was that I, that Peter's faith would not exemption from from the from the sifting. Please make us immune to sifting. Give us, you know, failed. Well, that's not what he was praying. The key is I prayed that you had not utterly failed. That you had not utterly Watch this. Jesus considers that the impulse that a sign, the sign of God's approval was exemption from trial, from, from suffering. It's, a, it's an Old Testament concept. It's a, the, the thought that salvation was primarily physical, the, the primary function of Jesus is not heal illness and correct sight and all that kind of stuff. No, exalt over the fact that somebody is physically delivered. Let me, is spiritual deliverance. 
And there's a graphic illustration of I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance. Through your He's saying, This is what I hoped, that I should not be put to shame in anything. Shamed about how he dealt with, with suffering. And the is that our faith fail not utterly. By the way, you preach this morning is to my life personally to know that God. Now, if you want to take a pencil and, and circle the most important word in that verse, he's going to fail, but not utterly. When you have turned. If that assurance into life, it would blunt the edge of a lot of our sorrow. And words there and know that that child may be drifting a little now, but he's going. When I don't feel like I'm going to persevere, or I want to give up, body this morning who feels that your failure to disqualify. I am astounded at the goodness of our Lord. I'm useful, you'll be useful then. And I think maybe one of some of the... He, he knew the power of God upon his life, and he disobeyed the Lord. You know how he was shaved, and it was the, it was the final straw life that you've lost. One of these days it's going to come back again. And that power you have known with God and with man. A number of years ago, a guy came to the seminary and he preached a sermon. It seemed out of place at the seminary at the time. I've, I've since realized how to trust the Lord when the boat sinks. Will you trust Him then? And he went on to say something like this. He said, oh, we trust the Lord as long as we're riding in a boat and the, and the, and the waves, you know, the, the water is smooth. But he said, what if you come someday and the bottom falls out of that boat and it sinks? You're going to trust Him then? And he told about the time that a woman crawled out on the ledge of a high rise in one of our cities and was going to jump. And she just kind of perched on that ledge for a while, and a man crawled out on the ledge with her to try to coax her back inside to keep her from jumping. And they talked for an hour on that ledge. At the end of the hour, she jumped. And the preacher said, I want you preachers to crawl out on that ledge with that woman briefly for a moment. He said, what would you tell her? How would you get her back inside? He said, what would you say to her that would help her to see that life isn't over, that there are other, there, there is a reason to live, there's a second chance? He said, it's, it, you know, you need, to, you need to know what you would say. He said, not because you're probably one day going to go out on a ledge to try to coax a woman back in, but he said, you may be out on the ledge, on that ledge someday yourself. He said, do you have any, any grasp, any understanding of, of any reason why you should keep on living or why you should go on or why you should keep on trusting? Then he answered it for us. He says, because God never gives up on you. Oh, that ought to be enough encouragement for us to finish the rest of life. He never gives up on you. And there's a dumb little poem that says something like this. I've tried in vain a thousand ways my fears to quell, my 
hopes to raise. And all you need, the Bible says, is Jesus. My heart was night. My soul was steel. I couldn't see, I couldn't feel. For light, for life, I had to appeal to Jesus. He died, he lives, he reigns. There is love in all his words and deeds. And all, all, all a human being needs is Jesus. All we need is to know that he's peering over the battlement of heaven today, praying for us. And that's all we need to know. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that there will be some encouragement in these words that would help somebody who is out on the ledge to go on in useful living. This is my prayer in Jesus' name.